0: This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3160 for Friday, the 11th of September 2020. Today's show is entitled GIMP Transform Tools and is part of the series GIMP. It is hosted by Ahuka and is about 17 minutes long and carries a clean flag. The summary is with transform tools, you can stretch, move, and crop the image.
1: Hello, this is Ahuka, welcoming you to Hacker Public Radio and another exciting episode in my new GIMP series. And what I want to do today is talk about uh, a group of tools called the Transform Tools. Um, I, I recognize running through all of these tools is probably not the most exciting part of the whole series, but, you know, if you don't know the tools, it's going to be hard to get anything done. So we really need to spend a little time learning these things. Uh, Now these tools, the transform tools, are most commonly used to affect an entire image, but they can, in some circumstances, operate on areas or paths. Um, There are some general properties shared by most of these tools, and they are set in the bottom, in uh, the tool options area. I often think of that as the properties area. Uh, So what are they? Number one... um, Transform, Um, you know, what mode are you going to be in? This lets you select if the tool will work on the entire layer, a selected contour, or a path. Uh, Then direction, either forwards or backwards. As an example, if you had rotated an image and overdid it a little, you would like to take it back just a bit. So in that case, you go backwards. Uh, Interpolation. Okay, this is uh, an interesting thing. Now, some of the transformations, the the stretching ones in particular, uh, mean that additional pixels need to be slotted into the image. Same thing with scaling, which I guess is a kind of stretching as well. Um, So when you're sticking in additional pixels, what color do you give them? Well, interpolation means you're going to take a look in general at well, what are the pixels around it like? And kind of do an averaging uh, to, to get the new pixels. Now, what algorithm you use is going to affect the results you get. Um, if you select none, you're probably going to not like the result. Um, uh, if you want the highest quality, generally that comes with the sync selection, although cubic isn't bad. Um, so if you don't like what Sync did, try Cubic. Uh, Clipping is another thing. If you rotate a rectangular image, for instance, the corners of the image will go outside of the area of the canvas. Now, if you leave this set to adjust, you can then go to Image and select the Image menu and select Fit Canvas to Layers, and the image will expand to contain the rotated form, Otherwise, you can choose to crop the image as a result of your rotation. So, these are just a few of the general options you have with these transform tools. One thing you need to be careful about is knowing what object you're transforming. Some of these tools only work on layers. Others can work on layers or selections. Knowing which one you're working on is important. Now, let's take a look at each one in turn. Again, there are keyboard shortcuts. Uh, for me, I tend to use keyboard shortcuts a lot when working with text because my fingers are already on the keyboard. But when I'm working with graphics, my hand tends to be on the mouse more often. So that tends to be what I use. You use whatever is most comfortable for you. So, what are the tools? There's an align tool, the shortcut is Q, the move tool shortcut is M, crop, shift plus C, rotate, shift plus R, scale, shift plus T, shear, shift plus S, perspective, shift plus P, flip, shift plus F, and cage transform, shift plus G. So those are the tools. Now let's get to each one of them. The Align tool moves one or more layers to align with a target. Well, what's the target? could be any of several things. Uh, The target could be the first item. So if you had selected multiple layers using the Shift key when clicking on the layers, the first one you clicked on is the first item. So what you can do is you can... Click that one and then click a few others and align those other layers to line up with that first one. Um, You can align with an image. You can align with a selection. Uh, You can align with the active layer or the active channel or the active path. Um, And you make this choice in the tool options panel on the bottom left. Now, once you have your target selected, you can align the layers you chose using the alignment buttons below the target selection. You can align to the left side, horizontal middle, right side, top, vertical middle, and bottom. Now, if you need to add an offset you do that with the distribute buttons, which are right under the align buttons and look exactly the same. The only difference is you add an offset in the box at the bottom, and that's how many pixels... I'm going to say pixels because I'm assuming we're going to be working with computer screen images at this point. Um, remember we talked before about the differences between pixels and points and print versus computer screens and all of that. Uh, so, for the moment, I'm just going to assume it's it's pixels, and so you add how many pixels? Um, so, if, if you added a 10-pixel offset, which is actually a very small dif- distance, by the way, and then uh, align to the left, what would happen would be you wouldn't align all the way to the left side, you'd align to 10 pixels away from the left side. So, that's how the distribute buttons work. Now, move is uh, pretty straightforward. Okay, you can move a layer, a selection, or a path. And again, you choose the mode in the tool options section on the lower left. Uh, You can also make a choice between picking layer or guide or only being able to move the active layer. Now, personally, I don't see the point in restricting your options. So I leave mine to pick the layer or guide. Uh, The Crop tool, Shift plus C. The Crop tool is pretty easy to use. When you select the tool, your cursor will become a cross, like a target sight, with a knife icon under it. Center the cross on one corner of the area you want and click and drag to create a rectangle. You can adjust the selection using the handles, i.e. the little rectangles that show in the corners of the selection. And when you have it where you want it, either click in the middle of the selection or hit the Enter key, and what you have selected will be the only thing left. This tool is one I use frequently on old photos to remove unwanted borders, as an example. Rotate. Rotate. Shift plus R. This lets you rotate a layer, a selection, or a path. And like most tools, the mode selection is in the tool options on the lower left. When you select this tool and then click on the image, you'll get a window that pops up and lets you set an angle, uh, which you can specify numerically, or use a slider right under it to create the angle. Uh, You can adjust the center Of the rotation Uh, by default it will be the mathematical center of the image but you can change that Um, and it is set using units of pixels by default so you can set everything there and then just click the rotate um, button on the lower right of this window and it'll do that Um, now you can also freehand the rotation by just clicking on the image and dragging it around Um, if you want to constrain this a little, you can use the trick we saw before with the paint tools and hold down the control key while you're clicking and rotating, and that will restrict the rotation to multiples of 15 degrees. This is useful if you want to turn a square into a diamond shape, for instance. Three steps gets it to a perfect 45 degree rotation. Now note that you can rotate something so that part of it is off the canvas. When you do, you can, if you like, go to Image menu and select Fit Canvas to Layers, and then the entire rotated image will fit inside a new larger canvas. But note, the canvas itself won't be rotated. Canvases are always rectangles that are aligned in perfect vertical and horizontal directions. Scale tool, Shift plus T. This tool changes the size of the image. When you select this tool and click on the image, again, you get a window that appears. It lets you select the width and the height of the final image. Um, Units, again, are going to be by default in pixels. Um, And then when you have it where you want it, you can just click the scale um, button in the lower right of this pop-up window. Um, now as with rotate, uh, you know, this, this pop-up window gives you a little finer control, uh, by setting the precise definitions, but there will also be a, a grid overlaying the image and eight handles, four of them at the corners, four of them on the sides that you can use to adjust this as well. Now, one thing to keep in mind in changing the scale is that you can introduce distortion if one dimension changes more than the other, so that elements are stretched in either the vertical or horizontal dimension. Now, if you want to prevent this, use the checkbox on the bottom of the tool options that says Keep Aspect, or hold down the Control key while you click and drag. Finally, if you increase the size beyond the canvas, go to the Image menu, select Fit Canvas to Layers to correct this. Shear Tool, Shift plus S. The Shear Tool distorts the image by a kind of a twisting. Uh, In the horizontal direction, it can drag the top of the image one way, and then the bottom will automatically go the other way. Or in the vertical direction, it will drag one side up and the other side down. This is not rotation. It is a stretching of the image that definitely distorts it. Again, when you select the tool and click on the image or selection, you will get a pop-up window and it will let you select the shear magnitude for either the x-axis, the horizontal direction, or the y-axis, which is the vertical direction. Now, using this gives you finer control, but you Note, you can only do either X or Y at any one time. To do both, you have to use the tool twice in a row. Now, you can also freehand it using the mouse with a grid that appears, but again, only one direction at a time. And as before, you can resize the canvas if needed. Now, perspective tool, Shift plus P. This is really a tool for distorting the image. It is not a true perspective tool. It can, however, be used to create the appearance of perspective. Um, And you can see what I mean. If you create a blank canvas uh, with a white background and create a black rectangle um, and move that around, you'll get a good idea of what I'm talking about. Um, When you do this, you select the perspective tool it'll pop up a window with various coordinate values based on the idea of a transformation matrix, matrix, (coughs) which is a very technical thing you can read about at Wikipedia, and I will put the link in the show notes for those of you who really want to subject yourselves to that. But I say it is highly technical. But what the tool does, basically, is let you stretch the image by pulling any corner and it will stretch that corner independently. Um, None of the other tools do that thing exactly. You can then pick a different corner to add more distortion, and it, it can definitely be used to create perspective. But my advice is that unless you are highly technical about this kind of thing, forget about the transformation matrix, and just use the grid to click and drag until it looks right to you. Now, Flip is the simplest of the transformation tools. It creates mirror images. And it can either flip the image vertically or horizontally, and you choose which it will be in the tool options area on the lower left. Easy peasy. And last of them is the cage transform, and that is Shift plus G. And what this does is let you define an area on your image by clicking to select Anchor points or control points, and we've seen things like that before with the selection tools. And what you need to do is make a free-form kind of box. Every time you click to set another control point or another anchor point, uh, a line will connect those two points. And you keep clicking around until you get back to the beginning and click on your initial point, and then you've got the whole thing selected. And then when you do that, click on any one of those anchor points and drag it to distort the image. So that, this is one of those ones that at first glance looks really weird, but and you get some very interesting effects with it. Now, in summary, uh, as with the other tools we've covered, the best way to learn these is playing around with them. Now, for most of these, I suggest using a photo to see what each of them does. After all, if you had a black rectangle and you used the flip tool, <laughs> you're not going to see anything. <laughs> um, if you want to dig deeper, also, uh, I always put a link in the show notes to the GIMP documentation site, um, and there's a lot more information there about all of these if you really want to plumb the depths. And bear in mind that that's, these tutorials are not plumbing the depths. They're an introductory Look at this to get you familiar. So I would suggest, uh, you know, playing around with these a little bit. Get to know them. We've still got one more group of tools to look at. And after that, I think we can probably get on to something else. Maybe layers would be next. Hmm. Let's see what happens. Uh, So this is Ahuka for Hacker Public Radio signing off and, as always, asking you to support free software. Bye-bye.